Well, hello and uh, welcome to another episode of the 30-Minute CMO Podcast. My name is Korsha Huchu and I'm joined on this Ad Talk edition uh, by my friend and partner and co-host, Alex McNamara, who is overworked again, but <laughs> looking forward towards his vacation. Hello, Alex. Are you hello. alive? Are you with us? I am here. I am physically present, uh, emotionally sort of present. Absent. <laughs> it's right i've got my i've got my conversation juice uh i think we mentioned this before silver moon catch mm. and release ipa from the beautiful bend oregon i went to their brewery a couple weeks ago what a place i loved it i mean you've been to bend you sent me some recos i bend is awesome it's great it's a, it's a good town um and there's a nice little river there that happens to have a bend in it, hence the name Bend. <laughs> but I mean, it's so beautiful. It's like quaint and small, and you're like, you know what? I could, I could live here. This is cool. Yeah. Let me fire up Zillow. And yeah, you and all see... the tech bros from San Francisco who also <laughs> yeah. fired up Zillow about a year ago. <laughs> I fired up Zillow, and none of no houses appeared, and I was like, huh, that's weird. Why you is there no the houses filter. for sale? <laughs> so I, I had to adjust the price range to. To, I had to add a decimal point in there. Uh, yeah, and uh, not from fifty thousand so to five hundred thousand. From five hundred thousand, another decimal point, right? Yeah, yeah, it was another decimal point. I had to, I had to move that over a little bit. So, uh, so yeah. annoying. I know. I hate when that so, happens. Where you're like, I could buy myself a house in this quaint little. Oh wait, never mind. I can't. Oh wait, never mind. Cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just. Cool. I'll, I'll leave now. Um. So yeah. I mean, uh, who knew Bend was more expensive than Portland? And, yeah. It's crazy. 350 days of sunshine. That was insane. I never figured, but um, it's a very sunny place. It has good food. It has a really good microbrewery kind of scene, good coffee so culture there. Uh, yeah. It's like Austin. And I was going to say it's like an undiscovered Austin, but it's been discovered, unfortunately. So now the yeah. houses are with three decimal points instead of <laughs> two. Tres commas. Or two, I guess, um, instead of three. I mean, anyway. they have a really good craft beer scene, but like... Um, if anyone goes, Crux Fermentation Project is excellent. Beautiful view of the sisters. Um, loads of really good beers on tap. A really great New Zealand hazy pale ale. Uh, highly recommend. I mean, I would drive back there just for that, actually. It was really good. But yeah. Um, well, if they welcome want back. to sponsor us, that would be great. Happy to Happy to receive that. Welcome back, and uh, glad you enjoyed Bend. I uh, I fully subscribe to everything you've said, um, and uh, we might as well like just everyone dive do into to this podcast at 30minutecmo.com. That's fully right. subscribe, fully subscribe. All right, let's let's dive into a few of the topics you and I have jotted down. Uh, yeah. Starting with ads, we have thoughts about. As which we are have going, thoughts about. Yes, we have thoughts about. We have thoughts about other things, but this is this is the part where we just talk about the ads where we have. This thoughts. is this is a fun part. I like this is becoming a, a regular theme in our ad talk. The ads we have thoughts about. We may come up with a better name, but for right now, I'm digging it. Yeah, uh, I think we're keeping it pretty uh, pretty straightforward uh, this week. Uh, it's sort of travel themed. I know it's a theme that you and I enjoy discussing because we we like to travel. Um, yep. When when COVID is not raging. And yep. uh, the first one, uh, I think I sent you this, <laughs> the screenshot. It's just it's just bad execution. Um, although I didn't, I wouldn't say that the ad itself is great either. Um, so the country of Fiji um, is reopening. 
uh, to you know international visitors, and they decided to run a campaign across the U.S. on social media and I guess other places uh, advertising this. The problem was that uh, no <laughs> one there really queried uh, the <laughs> where the ads were running, and uh, I the way I saw it in the screenshot I sent you was a vertical Instagram stories format with yep. about two thirds of the ad chopped off. It showed the <laughs> tail of uh, Fiji Airways and says, we're opening. And then all the crucial information has been chopped off. The, the when, Like, you know that they're telling you the when uh, yep. part, but that's just chopped off in the most meaningful part of it. So if you are, if you're seeing this, you may not know when to show up to Fiji. <laughs> is it this year? Is it next year? Was it yeah. opened already? And we just, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the screenshot was as if they had taken the billboard ad and uploaded it and then didn't QA it before they put media dollars behind it, which, uh, someone, someone's going to need to answer the questions of, as to why half the ad wasn't there. And it wasn't like it was by accident on a, you know, like on a carousel where you swipe and, and it shows mm-hmm. the full, full image with no, no, no chop in the middle. This was like, you you tapped it and then there was nothing else. It was like, That's that right. was the ad. That was the ad. And it was the meaningful part of the ad that got chopped off, not the meaningless part, you know, that... Anyway... The, ta- um, <laughs> the but, tail and half the fuselage. <laughs> but Alex, there there is there's really good news. Uh, the good news is that you and I, pro bono, are willing to have Fiji Airways fly us to Fiji and meet with their yep. marketing department, and we can share these very thoughts with them. And then yep. point to the right place on the screen for no money at all, no um, money for just flights, for them to fix accommodation, it, which is two weeks flights and accommodation exactly. And I think with plus ones, right? Because yeah. that it just makes sense at this point. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm happy to get on a flight there. Two weeks of work consulting on how to upload the proper file to uh, Facebook Ads Manager, um, mm-hmm. how to QA, and you know that's it. Easy peasy. Yeah, let us, and let us give, let's ha- let us help. It's a it, we are just the you know we're a helpful bunch. We take care of our you know brands that we know and love or just mm-hmm. find out about on you know prior to the podcast. <laughs> and I bet you, and this is for real, that uh, our services, including all the flights, would cost significantly less than whatever the agency will charge them to resize a piece of creative. I mean, or or to to re-upload the the, the correct creative. Yeah. <laughs> so uh you know a thumbs thumbs kind of down for for fiji airways um but i think uh, thumbs middle for 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 concept and thumbs down for activation because it wasn't like it was a great ad anyway no um it was very much the classic airplane flying over location it you know you know sub in sub out location and tail markings and it's basically airline ad ever but (laughs) That's you right. Like, yeah. But yeah. you found one that was not like Great that. transition. Great transition. Yes, we were we were talking prior to the show about how uh exactly most of the airline ads are some iconic image and then a plane flying over that iconic image and just the tail is what is what you see that tells you what the airline is. Um BA British Airways, they went another route. Um and they've historically gone um their own sort of uh, way uh, in producing creative. Um, 
may, maybe our listeners don't know this just like we don't know this, although we do have listeners from abroad. But the U.S. had its borders fairly firmly shut to European visitors for the last almost two years. And so, well, Americans could travel to Europe this summer and now uh, Europeans uh, could not come come here freely. Um, the U.S. is reopening November 8th. Um, and so if you're vaccinated, you can come to the U.S. And airlines, including BA, are starting put, to put out advertisements that are um, essentially trying to generate demand. And so BA uh, did theirs. And it's pretty cool. It's the iconic image from the uh, 30s when the Empire State Building was being built. And it's um, it's kind of this construction beam and you have the, you know, several guys, construction workers sitting there eating their lunch. And it's uh, it's an image that if you see it, you kind of recognize it. And it's it's one of those things that I think just enter as part of like the New York lore. Um, Ogilvy London, uh, which is BA's creative agency, um, worked on the ad or you know licensed the image and uh, changed it a little bit so that uh, those lunch um, those those workers those construction workers who are e- eating their lunch are all looking up, um, and so you can tell that they're seeing an airplane flying above them, but there is no airplane in the image, and there's really no uh, shot of New York either. So you know that it's New York because it's an iconic image, and you know that they are looking at at an airplane because they're all looking up. Uh, and it's very simple, and it just says, New York, we're back, uh, and a logo of British Airways in the top right corner. And I just thought that, you know, for, for an airline that's trying to promote travel to a destination that's iconic, it would have been very easy for them to do the same thing that Fiji Airways did. You know, take a generic image of an airplane, slap it over, um, you know, the Statue of Liberty, um, yep. and, you know, voila, you know, it's done. But I applaud that they went a slightly more creative route and uh, picked this image, did a little bit of uh, creative work to uh, to kind of make you stop and think like, wait, I, I recognize it, but at the same time, something's different about it. And I think that lingering moment is exactly what they're trying to create. Yeah, no, big, big two thumbs up for this one. I think it's I, I think it's a great, because they turned it around in, in the article it says they turned it around in like two days. The, it opened... And two days later, they had this in digital out of home social, um, and banners, I think. And it is, it is just a great use of, you know, common law, you know, iconic imagery that is not used for planes. Like we just, like we just talked about. And I think that it's, you know, it feels like a very English agency ad because I don't you get very Amer- many American agencies going out there being like, let's not use a product shot at all when we're talking about um, a, a category that's very used to doing product shots. Everyone knows what a plane looks like. Everyone, like the logo on the plane is the same logo you can put on the on the page or the billboard. But it's just such a great idea of how to, yeah, like you said, make people stop, make people look and mm-hmm. announce something in a way that's unexpected and it's yeah it's it's really nice really nice thing hey, uh you you mentioned something there do you think that uh agencies and brands developed a different sort of mindset or maybe like even a muscle uh for responding over the last couple of years to like an ever-changing um landscape where they have to react super quickly and come up with creative ideas i feel like we've been we've been seeing a lot of that's Create creativity, like last-minute creativity coming out, um, and we use spec savers as like as a as a reference yeah. point for you know for a brand that used to, like that that's done it well pre-pandemic. But I sort of feel that we are seeing more of that from other brands. I 
I think so. I think it's. I mean, I think in the UK they did that a lot. Um, you know, across the Tesco ad could, with a pub, yeah. Yeah, because you can get because they have the daily papers and you can get your know, front page ads really quickly, or you you know it's very easy to buy space in London where everyone's concentrated very densely. Right. And actually, you can, you can pretty much cover the whole of the UK very easily. So you can get like mass media. In the US, it's much more difficult and it's much more um, separated physically through distance, but also I think through the different parts of the US, which operate very different and have very different um, nuances, like the news in Mm -hmm. the East Coast and the Midwest and the West Coast is all going to be very different. Whereas in England, the news up and down the country is not very big. There's not a lot of different differences within the very, very small sort of distance it's covered. Uh, it's a very generic example, but I feel like because the US is so much bigger, it's much harder to cover all of the people with one topic than it is with, with the UK. Um, so I think that they have a much better speed to reaction um, where it's more hyper-relevant to more people across the country. Um, also, I think yeah. English creatives love trying to one-up each other because they're all packed into Soho uh, for the most part. And they want to walk into the pub. They all, go to, the pub. Pub. They all yeah. go to one pub. It's the one, it's like there's a street of where all of the creative agencies hang out um, in Soho and they all want to walk into the pub and have all of the other creatives be like, oh, that's the that's the guy who did that ad <coughs> over there. And, you know, they, it's, it's very competitive in that way. Whereas I think here, because there are so many agencies and so many brands, it's much easier to not be as competitive with your fellow creatives. Fair enough. All right, going from Gotham reopening to European visitors to... Oh, I like that. To Going to, to Gotham, Gotham in the movies and the new Batman trailer. Good work. Um, so over the... Uh, when was this? This was... Uh, this was uh, Monday, Sunday, Sunday evening. Arsenal played Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. and you know I follow Arsenal on uh, on Instagram. Um, they are my team, so I obviously get hit with their advertising a lot. So this was Arsenal paid partnership with Warner Brothers, and the ad read: "24 hours to go. Where will you be watching from?" Uh, with a picture of. Um, the world and batman the new trailer coming out and they have a bunch of different cities in the world with local time zones and when the game starts the the cop body copy the 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 post copy is the 24-hour countdown for arsenal crystal palace has begun where are you tuning in from um and then below that new trailer out now and i lost my mind at this stupid advert because you're paying a lot of money to put this in front of people you've chosen Mm -hmm. a very specific group of people and this may have gone across different clubs but you've chosen football clubs in particular and i saw absolutely zero relevance of why this partnership was in effect they did run a story, Instagram stories, as Arsenal organically. Um, uh-huh. And it was like the Riddler themed in that there was like a little riddle 
and you had to guess the player and there were six of these riddles super easy not not exactly challenging not really that well written either and the you get to the end and you figure out that the riddles all spelled batman so it was the first name of each player that you guessed spelled batman and i was like this is someone's paying someone a lot of money either like the the warner brothers are paying an agency or they're or they're paying arsenal to promote this and have that collaboration and it was the laziest collaboration i've ever seen i i've literally never seen less thought put into a collaboration between two brands that you know both have extremely dedicated audiences like batman you know regardless of what you think about it the dc universe has hardcore fans arsenal as a football club has hardcore Mm -hmm. fans like it's really easy to make the you know try and make a connection there if you tried hard but there was no intersection between brand relevance of either of them or even just like on the nose explaining why is an arsenal fan i should care about batman you might as well have just put a batman ad out there and i would have been less offended than (laughs) than this partnership because i just don't get any of it none of it makes sense there's no intersection of why this is happening those two together and that to me Seems like it's just an intersection of bank accounts uh, where <laughs> the, the money from the Warner Brothers bank account um, waltzed over into the money of the Stan Kroenke's account, right? That's the, that's the chap that owns the, yeah. the, ar- the yeah. Arsenals. He's our least, least favorite. He is, he's doing terrible things to both of our clubs. Well, but, not your club you anymore. know... He is uh, he's taking he's taking money. Listen, uh, it, this this didn't mean much to me, but I th- because I'm not an Arsenal follower, uh, nor do I watch um, uh, these types of movies. But I saw zero creativity. Like when I saw this, I was like, oh, it just feels like they really rushed some sort of a promotion. And I agree with you; they could have probably just bought ad space and run an ad yeah. instead. But even even if I tell you what, even if they ran the trailer uh, as a paid partnership on the Arsenal account, that would have been better. That would have been... Because at least they're not even trying to make a connection. Um, And it would have been more acceptable to be like, okay, they're just putting an ad in front of me and I'm an Arsenal fan. That's, That's fine. Look, I mean, it doesn't take a lot, of, a, a lot of creative juice to uh, come up with something that's a little bit more fun. For instance, show uh, have a some like have an iPhone footage of uh, players watching uh, the trailer and reacting to yeah. it uh, at, before yeah. the practice or something. And if you're an Arsenal fan, like that's an org- like that's super organic. You're seeing their reaction. You probably are much more likely to uh, to want to check it out afterwards uh, yourself because your favorite player reacted to it in a funny sort of way. Five, five seconds of two players reacting to something uh, yep. will will get almost every Arsenal fan watching the trailer, and there you it go. just this was this was lazy. So I think the 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 takeaway from this is if you're going to do a partnership and you're the one like on both sides, at least spend thirty minutes trying to figure it out and have some kind of hook to get you in to make it to make it make sense do the work so that your audience doesn't have to there is good news though 
There is good news. Uh, there is good news because uh, we can offer the same services that we've pitched yep. to uh, Fiji Airways uh, yep. to the fellas over at Arsenal or Warner Brothers. And yep. as long as they're willing to fly us to London and, uh, yep. you know, over a period of two to three weeks uh, yep. for free, you for and free. I can um, do exactly what we had just described. Uh, and, in, in, um, in, one of the, in one of the boxes in Arsenal Stadium... Um, yep. as our office, which we can then leverage for two to three Arsenal games. And then we can go to, and then we can go to one of those or that particular Soho pub where all the advertising creatives gather. And when we'll yep. walk in, they'll, you know, a, a they'll, quiet will descend and they will be like, Oh yeah. my God, those are the geniuses from, yeah. They'll, and they'll know. And they'll, and they'll know. know. Well, easy peasy. Um, uh, we sold peasy. that and, uh, we have a couple think, of, um, uh, yeah. On on the football theme, um, I I think that I read today that FIFA and EA are well breaking FIFA up. they're breaking up after twenty eight years of partnership they are breaking up um, yeah. and for for the non gaming of of our listeners FIFA is the soccer game that uh that gets released every year um well fifa is also uh the organization that governs uh corruption and also soccer in uh internationally yes and as a non-profit of course as a non-profit like the olympics yeah. but for football yes soccer. yes the mo one of the most corrupt organizations um so as an aside they stand for allegedly homophobia uh yeah no homophobia in football and ending racism in football so mm -hmm. they they picked russia and qatar as the two hosts for the world cup in 2018 and 2022 uh i mean again uh in similar similar fashion to uh warner brothers and arsenal i think there was a strong intersection of money and bank <laughs> accounts uh in, in, in that in the decisioning so you i can't think a lot of for... gold rolexes got moved around <laughs> A lot of gold Rolexes were moved around. Man, I, I wish if it was only gold Rolexes. I think there were gold Rolexes <laughs> packaged instead of gold Rolls choices. But, uh, yeah. but keep at it. You know, uh, they're divor they're, EA and FIFA are divorcing. Surely it's because of altruistic reasons. Ab it was it was absolutely protection uh, and integrity of the naming rights of the players and the football clubs. Mm -hmm. uh, said absolutely no one ever. The the real reason. Is that EA makes five billion dollars from uh, FIFA games, and FIFA makes one hundred and fifty million dollars uh, in licensing fees, and they want to double that to boost their revenue because that is about thirty the fifty percent of their revenue. So, as a non-profit, it's very important to not make profit, which is why they're trying to double the revenue from EA. So, but yes. um, ju ju just just to be fair, too, uh, EA does all the game development. Yeah. EA licenses uh, this thing, yep. and then EA markets this whole thing. And yes. FIFA, I think FIFA just collects the money, as far as I'm. As I, far I, as I think I think yes, they they do have to do the work in sending the bank account numbers, um, which is very taxing. But I think right. other than that. Uh, yes, they sit down, sign the contract, and then watch the money pour in. Uh, and not just like the an money, by the way, but also uh, EA's FIFA franchise, gaming franchise, is probably responsible for generating more fandom across the world 
than what yeah. FIFA itself has done. So if you think about all the jerseys, all the all the other crap that people are buying, you know, tickets, you know, everything, football tourism from Asia into Europe. EA is responsible for a lot of this. Is EA getting, I mean, I'm not here defending EA, you know, they're making, you know, they're making enough money, money, but is is EA getting a slice of any of that? Because I feel like this is a really, really advantageous partnership for FIFA. I, I, I think... I th- I think it's an advantageous partnership for both. So, when I uh, to to go to your thing first, I think EA y- benefits a lot from the naming rights and being able to put real players, real stadiums, real competitions into the game. Of and course. I think, and but I, but I think in in the article that I was reading, it said that hyper fandom of the game will keep keep the fans there keep buying the games even if fifa leaves and takes all the the naming rights as well and i think that that is very very incorrect because we had this there there are i mean there's the second football game pro evolution soccer that has been in the shadow of ea fifa for you know at least the 17 years i've been aware of it because it didn't have any of the naming rights none of the you you had all of like the almost their names so you had arsenal was like london red chelsea was uh london blue you know man amateur hour yeah it was like amateur hour and like the, the the players were you know sort of close with names it's like i don't know what it people is people don't play it because people play it because of the players people play i mean no one so you're, you are you do you so go and is, play as chelsea well i will never play as chelsea or tottenham ever ever i will never do that but but i think that's that's exactly the point is that people are not playing fifa because like the gameplay and you can go on youtube and watch all of like the ludicrousness that happens with like the bad gameplay like the game isn't it's not that high quality in terms of and like and the joke the running joke is and i think it's the same with like madden and then maybe mlb the show the running joke is like you get the game and all of they've done is updated the teams to make sure it's the same the right players take the sleeve out and put the the new year on it and then ship it out again like it's it's the running joke is they put no effort in game development like i know that's not true but the game isn't worth it without having the realism and people play it because they want to be in the football world people watch football they play football they play the game they play championship manager because they want to be in football and they and they can't and it makes them feel closer to things that they care about so you remove the you remove that element of it you've got like a mediocre football game with like you know north london you know not orange and you know oil rich country uh sponsored blue so i feel like this is very detrimental i think fifa will survive i think ea would have a much harder time so if, if i was them i'd be like sure how much do you want 300 million sure no problem here you go because they're gonna make so much more money back and they'll be able to keep people there well look i i think that greed is bad period uh, i know these are <laughs> <laughs> these are these are commercial relationships but i think they're 
ultimately most mutually beneficial. I'm sure there is going to be another gaming company that's that's willing to step in and pay whatever FIFA wants. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's the most iconic game. Um, yeah, it's definitely the most iconic sports game. It's probably one of the first titles people buy when they buy an Xbox, even if they're not like hardcore soccer fans or whatever. So, um, I mean, hopefully it continues. This franchise continues. I I I think it's always fun to see. Uh, people geek out on the you know who's on the cover of the new you know yeah. fifa game every year i know it's the same with madden and um i got into i'm a huge hockey fan i got into it playing ea's nhl uh, series yeah. which um you know at this point <laughs> you're right i feel like all they do is just update the sleeve uh because the gameplay and the graphics haven't really gotten much better in the last few years but yeah you know we'll see what happens um and uh, I think we can draw a line under this topic because we've covered quite a few things and uh, we have um, more to share next week. But uh, let's keep it at Maybe not next close week. to 30 we minutes. We might have to take a hiatus next week because so I'll be traveling right. the, the East Coast from Boston to um, my current hometown's namesake and original, but less good, Portland, Maine, to go see all of the pretty trees and festive autumnal colors which are also present in portland oregon but you're going to do in portland maine yeah well alaska had a great deal and i'll tell you what that campaign that email campaign definitely worked uh so kudos to them um so yes maybe hiatus next week well, that, ca- right, that campaign enough. being buy one get one free on flights so non-stop oh God, boston I- at that point, you can slap whatever on the artwork because you will just go there. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, have a great trip, and we'll see you on the flip side. Uh, and right. as always, please visit our site and uh, follow us on at 30 Minutes CMO on Instas. And subscribe. And see you later.